in today's show. There were only two games in the NBA. We're going to break those down, but there was so much news. Kyrie Irving, Miles Bridges, James Harden, so much other stuff. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code LockedOn. That's PricePicks.com. The promo code is LockedOn. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. <clears throat> Only two games, and I thought it'd be a short show. Then the NBA just lost its mind, and a million things seemed to happen that weren't related to any of the games today. So we're going to talk about all of those things. Remember, I am raising funds for Movember, which is for men's mental health, suicide prevention, prostate cancer research, and testicular cancer research. And if you want to donate, as I grow this beautiful mustache out, you will find the link in the description below. You'll also find the link in the show notes if you're listening on audio. I'm also doing a little bit more with YouTube shorts and a few little TikTok videos. It's the same thing uh, over there. Just so if you like those, go and give them a thumbs up. Leave comments on those videos as well. I'm just trying to do a few different things this season. So we've got lots to... Amazingly, with only two games on, we've got lots to talk about. So, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie Irving's been suspended. We thought... Well, actually, you know what? There was potential of it happening, and I just thought, I, I don't think they're going to do it. I, I don't really think that the Nets, with all of the nonsense that's going on with them, I don't think they're going to pull the trigger. But they did. Kyrie had a media availability today. And basically, he was asked the question, you know, are you anti-Semitic? You know, I'm paraphrasing here. And he gave a roundabout answer. And they said, look, this is just a yes or no question. And he said, and he still refused to answer yes or no. And just kept going back and back and forth on it. And the Nets just said, enough is enough. We do not want you associated with our brand. And until you do certain objective measures, they haven't said what those are, you will be suspended. He is suspended at least five games. I would, knowing Kyrie Irving, we saw him last season with, and there's a lot of people that said, man, Kyrie is going to dominate this season because it's a contract year. Now, I never use that as a reasoning for players dominating. I thought the Kyrie had a chance to put up really good fantasy numbers. You know, I don't think I ever thought anti-Semitism um, suspension was going to be on the bingo card, but it's Kyrie, you can never rule it out. But he goes, like, this guy doesn't really show contrition. He doesn't do things for you know, these monetary reasons, usually. We saw that last season. Um, so I'm, uh, is he going to just back down and apologize and do these things to get back within five, or after after five games? I I really doubt it. Like, I, I don't know that he's going to do it. In fact, it's probably more likely, maybe in this, it's it's lowly likely, but it's probably more likely that Kyrie just retires or is waived than he does all of that work necessary to return in five games. I'm not saying that he's that it is the majority chance that he gets waived or never plays again. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the likelihood of him being back in five games feels lower than him ever playing again because I just is he going to actually change his mind like that and then do this work and have it all fixed within a week? I I. I don't know. 
if you're in a fantasy, to, to, to take that away from like the stuff that he has said and posted, which is obviously terrible, and the way that he handles the media and hides from the media or refuses to answer questions and obfuscates, it's, ba- like it's bad. He's a dickhead, right? But on the fantasy side of things, what happens? Well, I guess it's complicated a little bit here because Ben Simmons is out. And if Simmons was out, Simmons would be the primary point guard and they would put other role players in. So Joe Harris would become a permanent starter next to Royce O'Neal. Or yeah, a starter at Royce O'Neal. But Simmons is out. So it's probably going to be Paddy Mills that starts. Seth Curry still don't know whether he's going to be available. So I would imagine it would be Mills, Harris, O'Neal, Durant, Claxton. I don't think that what Mills does, it's a 12-game day tomorrow. I don't think what Mills does or what Harris does or even what Curry does, like who knows when Curry's going to be playing 30 plus minutes, if at all, I don't think it's going to be worth adding those guys, to be honest. If it was, like the Nets were playing on a low volume day, like today, you could stream in Harris, you could stream in um, Mills, but they're not. They're playing on these big volume days over the next week or so as well. And I'm not sure that that's going to be worth burning a waiver wire add-on. And I, 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 I don't know where it's going to go long-term, but I do think that when Simmons is back, then that value of Harris, Curry... Um, and Mills, it's not going to be 12-team worthy. <clears throat> we will find out. I, it's Again, it's just a weird situation. Let's go to the uh, the next situation, Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges is not going to jail. Now, there's often misrepresentation or misunderstanding of things that happen in a legal sense. Someone said to me, hey, Miles, Miles Bridges, charges were dropped. We can add him. Like, no, that is not what happened. The charges were not dropped. Miles Bridges basically went into court and said, I'm not going to contest these charges, basically admitting guilt. He said, I just, and him and his partner was like, I just want this quickly resolved. So he's just gone, I'm not contesting the charges. Like if you're contesting them, you're fighting them, you're pushing back, you're arguing that you're innocent. So he's basically just said, do whatever. Like, I'm not fighting these charges. That's not to say that he's 100% guilty or not. That's I'm not in the court, right? But he did not get the charges dropped. He said, no contest, just give me the punishment. The punishment is three years probation, no jail time. So do we go and add Miles Bridges? Well, I, I don't think so. Miles Bridges, A, is not on anyone's roster. He's not signed. The Hornets hold his restricted rights. They would need to offer him a contract. He can't just sign a qualifying offer. That is done. They need to offer him a contract to come back. Another team can also offer him a contract and the Hornets would have match rights. And then once he signs that contract, the NBA, I guarantee you, is coming in with a suspension. It's a minimum 10 games that the NBA can suspend him. I would be stunned if it's not if it's not the rest of the season. I don't think he's playing this year. I would not. And I know I wouldn't because I, I, I don't know. I just, it, it wouldn't feel great. And I, I, you know that I'm against like, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't support guys like Kendrick Nunn or Lance Stevenson or things like that. But I understand there's some fantasy usefulness at times with these players. But I just, even from a pure fantasy perspective, I don't see him playing. I don't really see how it's going to happen. And I don't think I would bother burning a waiver move on that. James Harden is out for a month. I hear some reports say maybe two weeks, but regardless, it's, it's going to be a while. You obviously don't drop Harden and you go and add the wave pool D'Anthony Melton. There's going to be more minutes for Matisse Thibel. Not much more to look at there with him. There's going to be more minutes for Shake Milton, but these are not 12 or probably even 14 team league guys. It's Melton. It's Maxi who gets a giant boost. The Thick Hogsman. Tobias Harris gets a big boost. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Um, 
And that's that's what's going to happen, most likely. It's a bummer, though. Gordon Haywood is out. Terry Rozier is doubtful. Lamelo Ball is out. Cody Martin is doubtful. So, more Dennis Smith. Massive Jalen McDaniels opportunity. Haywood is considered day-to-day, so it's not a long-term thing. Don't drop Gordon Haywood, but it is just day-to-day. Add Jalen McDaniels. Ubre's value is there. Dennis Smith's value is there. And then they're all going to drop way off when these guys eventually return. All the Spurs guys, Vassell, Sohan, Horse Keldon Johnson. Should I play the sound? Probably because I need to take a little bit of a breath. Whose horse is that? They're all back and ready to go. Ben Simmons is out again, as I said. Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones, they are probable to return tomorrow. So we'll see more information about Trey Murphy, Valanciunas, Larry Nance. And then Lillard is out again in Portland, while Red, Anthony Simons, has appeared questionable with a foot issue. Mm. Now, if they're both out, Keon Johnson. Keon Johnson is the guy. Shaden Sharp would get appeal, but again, it's a 12-game day. Would you actually use Keon Johnson? Would you use Shaden Sharp? If Simons plays, there's no reason for me to look at Sharp as a Friday ad. But if, if Simons is out, then Sharp does get that appeal. And that is just an absolute bunch of stuff that went down today. So much of it. Now I'm going to tell you about prize picks. Price picks is daily fantasy, but it's not daily fantasy as you may have seen it. You don't have to create lineups using salary caps and go up against other people. It's just you going up against individual player projections. They might put Anthony Simons over under 24 and a half points, and you go, hmm, I'll probably take the under. They might say Jeremy Grant over under two and a half assists. Hmm, maybe I'll take the under. They might say um, Joe Harris over under nine and a half points. Hmm, I'll take the over. And you put up to five of those into an entry and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. You can do this in over 30 states in the US and in Canada. And it's so fast. In under 60 seconds, you're going to have an entry done and getting your money out is simple as well. But it's not just the NBA. You can create lineups for so many sports, including popular sports like disc golf, the NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, women's college basketball, men's college basketball, College football, soccer, NASCAR, esports, cricket, um, pickleball, table tennis, badminton, archery. Some of those are made up. Some of those are real. Not up to me to decide. You can go decide it. Sorry, Price Picks. Download the Price Picks app and go to PricePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. The first time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100 bucks, Price Picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, Price Picks will give you 50 bucks. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 dues. After you've listened to Locked On Fantasy Basketball and you've made it your first listen, go check out Locked On Sports today. A recap of all the action right across the sports world. Okay. Let's look at the waiver wire, the most added players over the last 24 hours. I'm surprised Miles Bridges isn't on this list. I think he will be tomorrow. Pat Williams, most rostered player, most added player. Yep, I, I do like that. It is trending in the right direction, and Drummond is out again. Alexei Pokashevsky up 22%. That was for today, and he did start the first half, just not the second half. But it was worth it was worth trying. It's worth giving him an ad. Bruce Brown, that's likely an ad for today for the Shark, um, especially with Bones Highland being out. That worked out pretty strongly. Lonnie Walker up 12%. He's playing well. There's going to be ups and downs, and he's only a back-end guy, but... Yep, he's worth it. Mason Plumley up 12. I don't, uh, what? I don't know about that. Why are we adding Mason Plumley? Okay. Streaming value? Sure. 12-game slate on Friday? No streaming value. The wiki, Chris Boucher, is up 10%. Last game was great, but if Fred Van Vliet plays and he doesn't shoot 70%, he's not sniffing that number. But I get it. Go go ahead. Grant Williams up 8%. He's still a back-end guy, but no problem. While Robinson Earl, surely that was just a streamer for today. 
look at the most dropped players. Big Dick Nick Richards down 14%. He's struggling, and there's just no path really to starting at this stage. Terrence Ross down 10%. Sure, good drop. Patrick Beverly down 10%. Jock Landale's down 10%. General Aiton's upgraded to probable tomorrow. Clear drop. Caleb Martin down 8 Even though Butler is out tomorrow, um, you might not even use Martin on a 12-game day. A Kongwu down 8%. Hmm. I get it. I, I understand it. The, he isn't going to be starting unless an injury hits, but I didn't expect people to overreact like that. Lou Dort down 8%. In a points league, I would hold in the category league. I don't think you have to. No. My son is also named Bort. But it is curious to why you would drop him when there's only two games on a Thursday. I wouldn't have done it then. And then Jeremy Sohan, down 8%. Yes, he played nine minutes yesterday. Sohan, now! But I think he's worth holding. But you have to have a decent um, tolerance for frustration because there's going to be a lot of ups and downs in that situation. Let us go to the first game of the day. The Golden State Warriors, they lose again against the Magic. They are in some real trouble at the moment. Um, they've just lost every road game. It's bad. It's, not, it's definitely not good. They lose 130-129 to the Orlando Magic. Steph was brilliant again. 39 points, 8 triples, 9 assists, 59% shooting. I thought that Steph would take it easy this year. I didn't think we'd get 38 minutes from him. And I thought he'd be not a guy that would want to pick a pick six. He's more 9 or 10. He's proven me wrong so far. He clearly has. He's been awesome. Clay scored well. And again, if you look at the start of the scoring of the line, 27 points and 7 triples, you love it. But again, 42% shooting, didn't hit any free throws. He's getting better, but he's still not there, and the efficiency's still off. At least he hit his threes at a good rate today. Big game from Kevon Looney, 29 minutes, 17 and 7, three assists and a steal, 73% shooting. And I'll tell you why Kevon Looney played so many minutes, because James Wiseman is bad. For the love of absolute God, please drop this bloke. Get that garbage out of here! Now, the number has come down a lot. It was at like 90% about a week ago. He's down to like 48. 10 minutes, two points. I am not precluding James Wiseman becoming good in the future. But you are lying to yourself if you are telling me that he has been good in his NBA career or he is currently good now because he is bad. He is better than John Kaminga, but he is actively bad at the moment. And I'm not holding to wait for it. He's so far behind where Looney is. There's no way he's taking over, I don't think. Andy Wiggins, 33 minutes. 15 points, two threes, three assists, two blocks. Rough from the line. He is dropping off from that red-hot start, which we did expect. And Draymond had eight, five, and seven. Jordan Poole, man, the sucking continues from this bloke. 11 points on 12 shots, two assists. He's outside the top 100 this season. I had concerns. I did an ADP, but I think it was Jared we were talking to. I, go, I just worry about how does he get enough minutes when Clay and Steph play? All of his success came last season when one of those guys was out. But this is even much worse than I anticipated. He is just looks rattled. He just doesn't look right at all. The minutes are down. The shooting is down. Even the assists disappeared. I don't think he's a drop. But our expectations, or a lot of people's expectations, need to be recalibrated. For the Magic, let's start with the great news here. Jalen Suggs. 36 minutes. 26 points, 2 threes, 9 assists, and 4 steals. You've got to add him everywhere. Now, I was big on Suggs as a late-round pick this season. And then he got hurt. And then he got hurt again. But I've seen the flashes. Now, this is best case scenario. 28 usage, 53% shooting, including 64 from from uh, two. He basically won them this game with key shooting and big defensive plays. But will they run him as a point guard or will they still run Fultz or Anthony next to him? Because he was awesome here. 
This is an absolute must-add scenario. Now, I did say, I think I said on the earlier show today, that I would probably go with, say, De'Anthony Melton short-term over Suggs. This makes me rethink it a little bit, but I still think Melton probably gives you a little bit more value over the short-term. But Suggs long-term, I hope this is something that kickstarts him. I don't know that it will, but I hope it is. He's now inside the top 150 this season, despite his struggles. Now, he was bad from the line, 6 of 11 there, and that, that hurts. He had one rebound. That's not good. But I love what he's able to provide. Uh, Roderick Hampton, 15 points, three threes. He's playing solidly. I don't think we need to worry too much about him outside of deeper leagues. But this this is the the bowl bowl fear that I had. Bowl started. He played 19 minutes. He had four and six with two blocks. That's not a terrible line by any means. But as I talked about with Kingy this morning, when everyone comes back, where does he fit? He doesn't play over Paolo or Franz or Wendell. Does he play over any of the guards? Like, can he get 25 a night? I highly, highly doubt it. And even with everyone out, he didn't because Suggs and a KK played much better than him. I don't think that he is a key core piece and a guy they are building around. He's just been a really good surprise. He's played really well, but there's no guarantee that he can continue to do this. And he sucked here. And this is under no circumstance am I saying to drop ball or am I saying that I think that he's going to fall away from 12-10 leagues. But I... I never bought into the hype that he was a guaranteed top 70 guy, 25 minutes a night, every night. There is some part of the bowl stuff where it's treating him like a carnival freak. Look how tall he is. Look how long he is. Look how skinny he is. That's so cool. That's so fun. Look at what he's doing. He was playing legitimately good basketball. But there's also a sense of reality of where does he fit into this rotation? Do you think they're going to run four power forwards in every lineup all the time? And I think some of the answers, no. I think also some of the answers is that the Warriors are really hard for big guys to play against. So he was marginalized here. And they went really small in this game at times of the Magic. So don't sell your bowl stocks. Don't drop bowl. But again, it's a recalibration of expectations. When Anthony, Fultz, Ross, Harris, when they're all back, he probably plays 18 to 21 a night, not 25 to 27 a night. Speaking of a KK, 16-9 with three threes in 27 minutes. A really good game from Truma. I don't really think we need to overreact to that, but it was good and it's worth looking at. He's been bad most of the other games. Wendell had 14-9, solid, while Paolo had 22-8-3. And when you look at those three numbers, it looks good. But 67 from the line, nine attempts is a killer. 47 from the field on 17 attempts is a negative. No threes, no steals is a negative. His fantasy game does lack. And when we were comparing him and Jabari Smith in the preseason, Jabari Smith's preseason production or Jabari Smith's, Jabari Smith's college translations into fantasy, they do look better than Paolo's because Paolo has the really big negative free throw potential and a potential lack of defensive stats. Now, he's obviously been great to start this season, Paolo, but he's now outside the top 90 for the year and he might fall outside the top 100. Don't drop him. Don't do anything stupid. Right, but... What he was doing early on, like he, he gets you excited by bulk scoring, but there are some holes in his overall game. Wasn't a great night from Franz Wagner. It was okay though. 19-3-2. He's still, I think, a little bit of a buy low there. While we had um, Kevon Harris play 21 minutes with 12 points. He's an interesting scorer, but of course, that is just really uh, deeper league stuff. So let's go to the second game of the night. The Nuggets, they do end up with the victory here over the Thunder, getting themselves back on track. The Thunder's winning streak over 122-110, the final score. Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Like he continues to be good, but, good but. 
15, 13, and 14. 25 usage. He's the sixth-ranked player this season. Ninth in points leagues. There was always a chance he was not going to be number one. And that's fine. Aaron Gordon is just alternating good and bad games. Huge one here. 27, 5, and 3. 77% shooting. 36 minutes. He probably scores nine points next game. He's a fringe 12-team league guy that frustrates us no end because of the inconsistency. While the Shark, Bruce Brown. Baby Shark, Talked about him at the start, one of the most added players with the absence of Highland. He stepped up 15, 5, and 9, a steal and a block 3 threes. He's actually really good. He probably can be on a 12 team roster, but he's more of a back end guy. While the Blue, blue, the blue Arrow, I was going to call him the Blue Master. No, the Blue Arrow, the headmaster, Jamal Murray, 33 minutes, 24 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 threes. This is what normal ACL rehab recovery looks like. Kawhi Leonard's is not. He who should not be named is not. Murray. People were dropping Jamal Murray, which is, again, crazy. But he's he's not going to be this good every game, but he was great. KCP, 11-3-1. He's been really good this season. I really, really doubt KCP is going to remain as a top 100 player. To me, he's more of a back-end guy and not a 10-team rosterable guy. But yeah, he was all right here. Well, Maga Porter Jr. did not did not have the best night 11-6, but he did hit 50% of his threes, so maybe he's spot on with that. 11-6 with three threes, only 29 minutes there as Aaron Gordon outperformed him. Zeke Nagy got into the rotation ahead of DeAndre Jordan and much like last season, sprained his ankle. Never returned four and five in five minutes. Let's watch that one while their bench just didn't really play very much apart from Brown. The other Brown played seven minutes. Christian, um, Davon Reed played eight minutes and Zeke Nagy played five and Jeff Green played 19 minutes for seven, seven points. For the Thunder, lineup shenanigans continued. They started Poku. They brought him off the bench in the second half. But he ended with 28 minutes, 6 and 7, a steal on two blocks. And if you added him, it's probably worth holding. That's not a bad line. Lou Dort had a really, really strong game. I am not a big Lou Dort category league believer, as I said earlier in the show. But that's a really solid performance from Dorta. No, my son is also named Bort. 19 and 3, a triple 1. But still, I don't think he's a 12-team category league player. Shea is, obviously. He's like the number one player. 37, 4, and 4, two steals. Continues to hit free throws at an astonishing rate. He's missed one all season. He was 11 from 11 here, but 77 from the field. And that's with hitting no threes. He didn't even attempt a three. Ah, this guy's unbelievable. Josh Giddy still not all the way back, but 24 usage is encouraging. 32 minutes. 16, 1, and 5. That's much, much better than last game. They started Darius Baisley in the second half. He ended with 13 minutes. Two and five, or Jeremiah Robinson Earl came off the bench in the second half for 10 points, two threes, and two steals. Robinson Earl, Jerry gets you a few steals, but he's not anything more than a 14-team league guy. Trey Mann played 17 minutes. I I feel pretty confident in jacking him off. Get that garbage out of here! Um, and I said I wanted to see what happens with the Bronco, Jalen Williams. I wanted to see on a low-volume day what would happen. Broncos country, let's ride. And he played 14 minutes and had eight points. He had two assists. I still think that he's quite good. I still think that he's going to develop into a good player, but there's going to be growing pains. And I wanted to see what would happen. Would he play 25, 26 minutes? Would he start? What would the role look like? It, it was up and down. It was bad. Move on. That's what we wanted to see. If I personally, if, if uh, personally, Josh, stop with that stupidity. If I had him, which I didn't, I wasn't able to pick him up, right? If I had him, I would give it one more game. They have one more quality game this week. You're not going to use that roster spot tomorrow with 12 games on, but if a Jalen Suggs is out there, a De'Anthony Melton is out there, I would drop him no hesitation to get those guys. But if it's just to stream in someone like Shaden Sharp, I wouldn't bother. 
I would hold to see what happens next game, but he is, yeah, close to dropping. And again, we just wanted to see what would happen. We'll give it more than a game or two, and we'll just see what happened, and it wasn't good. This does not rule him out being a pickup later in the season, but your miles are going to vary here. Do you have a deep bench? Are you in a weekly league? In a roto format. And if you are in a weekly league or a deeper league or a roto format, you can just hold him on the bench. Because I think at some point, he's going to establish himself better than Baisley, better than Dort. But it might not be this season. It might not be till March or February. And that's all we wanted to see. Big minutes in his first game back, starting his second game. That's a great trajectory. Let's add him and see what happens. Shit game. Let's see what happens in the next game when there's only two games on. Bad again. Maybe wait to the next low volume one or drop him if you want. That, that's 100% fine. I've only got him projected to be the 130th best player this season. So it's not like you're missing out on huge amounts. But we wanted to see what would happen. That's what we're doing. We're taking some swings. We're taking some chances to see where value goes. And it didn't go the direction that we wanted it to. So we move on. And that will bring us... I think that brings us to everything from that game. Yep, to the lines of the night. The Monstrous goes to the big fella in Oklahoma City. Shea Gildas-Alexander. He's collecting a few of these. Your waiver wire goes to Trimmer KK. The young gun of the night goes to Suggsy. And the dud of the night goes to Jordan Poole. He is also collecting a few of those. The top 10 players in category leagues today, it was Shea at number one, followed by Steph, Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, Trimmer KK, Kevon Looney, Jalen Suggs, RJ Hampton, and Clay Thompson. Your top 10 players rostered under 50% of leagues. Most of these guys you don't worry about. Trimmer KK, 16 team leagues. Kevon Looney, 14 to 16 team leagues. RJ Hampton, stream him in deeper formats. Jermichael Green, no. Kevon Harris, no. Darius Baisley, no. Kenridge Williams, no. Robinson Earl, 14 team leagues. Jeff Green, no. And Caleb Houston, the biggest no that I could muster. Top 10 in points leagues today. Steph, Suggs, Shea, Jokic, Gordon, Brown, Brucey, that is. Clay Thompson, Akeke. Bunkero and Kavon Looney. And that gets us out of here for the first time in a long time, under 30 minutes. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube. Thumb it up, ring the bell, all the comments. Guys, we're done. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.